Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Alright, welcome back to Pin the Champ. Uh, this is Jeremiah, and of course I've got my co-host here, Song. Uh, to- hey, what's up, man? Uh, today is March 20th, 2022, and we're back for another episode. We've missed you, Pinheads. Uh, how have you guys been doing, and how have you been doing, Song? I've been good, man. Uh, just uh, ramping up for a, a WrestleMania season here, so trying to catch as many of the uh, Raws and SmackDown as I can with hey. the time given. What about you? I feel the same exact way. There's so much wrestling to watch, and it's WrestleMania season. I know that recently we talked about how, um, you know, like we, I know that you and I have been like, all right, well, we're bored with, you know, certain programs. They aren't as, as exciting as others. And we were like, all right, well, maybe we won't watch all of them. I'll watch these and you'll watch these. But then it's like WrestleMania yeah. season. So it's like you don't want to miss anything. Exactly. So it's like I'm still kind of watching all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, Are you uh, gonna be able to watch all both nights of WrestleMania live? So I don't, I don't know yet. There's like, you know, I know I had talked to you about, you know, potentially coming over or doing right. like a, a mandate type thing with Sawyer and, and Kyle, but um, you guys are busy, so uh, so we're not gonna do that this year. Uh, but right. uh, there's a potential that we might have be hanging out with some people on one or two of the nights. It just kind of there's some things up in the air. So hopefully I'll get to at least see one night, you know, live. Um, I, yeah, I try to, I'm probably going to gonna, I'll probably get to see the Saturday night one live. But then, like I told you, we're taking the kids to uh, Charleston for spring break. So, I mean, that's going to cool. probably have to catch that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of our favorite town to visit. Um. Hello, Charleston. Hopefully uh, we have a listener there sometime. Oh, yeah. Somebody hit us up from Charleston, please. <laughs> from anywhere, really. Yeah. We'll take anything. <laughs> we'll take anyone. Anyway. <laughs> right. Hey, our listener in the Czech Republic, if you're out there, <laughs> tell all your other Czech friends <laughs> to check us out. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. In a nutshell, just. I, I kind of feel like you, man, just like there's so much wrestling to watch. We have, a, you know, 40 hour work week. We have, you you know, you have kids, it's, but we still are watching like, you know, <laughs> what, seven hours of wrestling at least. Or yeah, about yeah, seven hours a week. It a feels week. like. Uh, yeah. So what's up with you this weekend, man? You got anything going on? I know it's like if you are in Richmond, uh, it's beautiful out. Uh, like yeah, yesterday, was yesterday, gorgeous. Was, yesterday was gorgeous. Yesterday was gorgeous. The wife had some uh, some of her cousins over, so we uh, we broke out the grill for the first time this uh, season. Oh, and yeah, just so so you, our listeners know, Song does not fuck around on the grill. He can <laughs> he can do the thing on the grill, man. We have had many a cookout over. Yeah, our yeah. old friends Allen's. Yeah, our old friends used to let me work yep. his grill because he can't do shit with the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so many cool little pool parties over there, man. So yeah. much good food. No, anyway. so it was great to uh, just, you know, the weather was nice. It was 70 and sunny and broke mm-hmm. up the grill, did some barbecue chicken. And then nice. um, I drank way too much. I know you said <laughs> I was going to try to do this really early today because I was I was I thought maybe that's what you were going to say. How early do you want to do this? So I, I said uh, 
I, I sent a text to Song and I said, uh, we can do this at 1030. He was like, how about we stick with 1130? I'm kind of hungover today. So oh, it was a rough uh, morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for making it, dude. I didn't want to do the show solo. Oh, no. Uh, of course, of course. What right. about you? I saw you did some hiking or something yesterday. Or oh. you guys went to the park? Or? Yeah, dude. And if you were willing to get into nature from time to time, we would love to invite you on a walk. I mean, this there's he's shaking his head. No, people. But there's <laughs> actually so song doesn't do nature at all. Uh, it's not but, nature. It's like where you guys go always have like reptiles and shit. Well, it's it's outside song. That's where they live. <laughs> but but anyway. Yeah, we went to Rockwood Park, which is right down the street from us, which has a paved path. There are it's paved, dude. There's it's nothing to be frightened of. But so what Pooey must have posted some pictures. Yeah, I saw okay. pictures. I didn't I, I saw turtles and I, I saw snakes. That's right, dude. Uh, I was telling Pooey yesterday. And I was like, nope. Yeah, they were really cool, man. There was like uh, there's like one. I think it was a water moccasin that was like in a tree right above the lake. It was really cool and then there was a little guy uh that we took a picture of as well but it was a nice walk it was so nice to be out in the weather we saw tons of water moccasin or poisonous right water moccasins are venomous yes okay yeah now you know i don't like nature <laughs> whatever dude <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't the biggest fan of jake the snake roberts no 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 well, wrestling wise i didn't like uh what's this pet snake's name damien D- damien yeah 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 and then he had another one i think is I think his Cobra was Lucifer too. Anyway. Uh, all right. Yeah. So yeah, man, that was an awesome time. Actually, I was just telling Pooey this morning uh, that uh, I'd be down for another walk today. Cause it's, it's a little cooler out today, but you know, still sunny. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I might have one of these oatmeal stouts and then go on a walk. Nice. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, man. So uh, before we get started, uh, of course, uh, you know, Hopefully we have some returning pinheads, but for those of us who are uh, new uh, to Pin the Champ, uh, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, even up to this point, not cutting us off. Uh, yeah, so uh, we hope you'll stay with us through the whole show and keep listening. And if you do, you can listen to us at your favorite podcast uh, place. We're pretty much everywhere, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Podbean, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music, all those guys. Uh, you can find us at Pin the Champ. All right. Uh, yeah. So before we get started on our, uh, you know, regular kind of analysis of what's been going on in the world of wrestling, one of the biggest things, of course, uh, news-wise, uh, is the unfortunate passing of uh, a legend, uh, somebody who one of the biggest things that I've seen is is how he changed wrestling, the wrestling industry. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the pay scale, you know, he made it where people had guaranteed contracts. And I'm talking, of course, everybody knows Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, the bad guy. Uh, so we just want to take a moment to say rest in peace, Scott Hall uh, song. Tell me, uh, you know, where were you when you heard this news? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what, how did you feel? Yeah, I was, I was at work. And then next thing you know, my Facebook notification kind of blow up, blew up. And I was like, what was going on? And then like a bunch of uh, outlets uh, started reporting that Scott Hall was on life support. Mm-hmm. It was after, after like I, a bad hip surgery or knee surgery. Yeah, he, he had, he, he, think he took a fell at home, had hip surgery. And then after something went wrong with the surgery, ended up having three heart attacks and then was put on life support. Wow. And then um, 
after that, I saw the Kevin Nash post about like how his family was going to take him off of life support when they all get together. And then right. I was like, yeah, he was, um, you know, by then we knew he was gone. I mean, the guys, like you said, was responsible for a lot of the um, big money contract when him and Kevin Nash both took a chance on themselves and, you know, left the Federation. Mm -hmm. for wcw really changed the landscape of everything and yeah really that's uh, one of my and that's actually one of the biggest memory i have was turning in and tuning into nitro you know i was always more of a wwf guy mm -hmm. but and then you saw both him and nash you know there at a wcw show in the audience because they were they were playing this like oh yeah we're still with the federation we're just here to you know check things out and stuff like that they kind of played it off that's before you know we had like things like the internet yeah that kind of can ruin and spoil um storylines and things like that so yeah, at that time people really everybody, thought that right yeah, yeah everybody kind of bought into oh wow they they're free agents they're uh, you know was, he did that and then of course some of his uh matches that he had with them the latter match probably comes to mind for me. WrestleMania 10 against Shawn Michaels, the famous ladder match. Yeah, I was looking at some lists of some of the best uh, Razor matches. And how crazy is it that just so happens to be that one of my biggest memories of Razor Ramon was actually in a moment that he put over another guy. And it happens to be yeah. later on this show, and we'll get into it. But one of my biggest memories of Razor was you know, the bad guy, uh, you know, it's kind of twofold. I remember his vignettes coming into the Federation when he'd come and he would be yeah. like sitting at the restaurant and they would be, you know, uh, he would be, you know, mad at the waiter. He'd have his toothpick and he'd throw it at the camera. But then he, you know, he does this thing. He enters the Federation and then he puts over the, the, the kid on this very episode that we'll be talking about later. That is a huge memory of Razor to, for me. Uh, and also that is crazy that the episode we cover this week is the episode that he put over um waltman you know yeah. we didn't plan this at all if you guys have been listening to us and following the chronological order of how we do our episode it just happened that this is the episode we're covering it yep absolutely man so i feel like it's kind of scott hall or razor you know uh, flicking a toothpick at us in a good way and, you know, giving us that nod to go ahead and, and talk about him. Uh, so anyway, we just wanted to say first and foremost, before we get into anything else, uh, you know, rest in peace, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, uh, peace to everybody who loved him. You know, I know there are a lot of wrestlers out there, a lot of fans out there who are affected by his life and definitely just, you know, uh, talk about him. You know what I mean? That's how you keep people alive. Uh, I, I, I don't know who said it somewhere, but uh, you live as long as the last person who remembers you. And so we know that Razor will be remembered for a long, long time. All right. Yeah. So, yep. Moving forward, man, let's go ahead and, uh, and talk a little bit about what's been going on the last couple of weeks since the last time we recorded. Uh, and I guess we'll just, uh, of course, we'll go in chronological order of the this, this shows. Uh, so we'll talk about Monday first over the last couple of weeks. Uh, what do you want to talk about, man? What's the first thing on, on your mind that you want to talk about? Well, um, of course, we're in, like we said earlier, we're in mania season. So, you know, the uh, there are people trying to get on the show. Some have spots on the show and others don't. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin Owens been Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins been trying to get a spot on the show by winning the tag team championship that failed. So 
Kevin Owen hatched out a better plan, a new plan uh, to try to get the Texas rattlesnake on um, his uh, KO show. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, did you uh, did you um, see the uh, response that Stone Cold put out on social media that said he'll be there? yeah absolutely dude that's where he rides up on the little four-wheeler and he's like i'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass so yeah so just kind of run down uh, a couple of weeks ago kevin owen uh, he you know after the whole failed attempt like you were saying uh at winning the tag titles back uh you know kevin owen said he has a plan right he he's insulting jbl he's insulting booker t he's insulting Shawn michaels he calls out steve austin though right he's stunning steve yeah. he finally gets to it and and i mean kind of chills go up and down your spine when when that happens because you you know at this moment that if he's calling him out you know you've heard i know i've heard through the grapevine vince mcmahon doesn't like to you know try to tease a match unless it's going to happen you know what i mean mm -hmm. and yeah, so yeah. as soon as you hear steve austin you're thinking okay well something's going to happen here so as a yeah. fan like he's the one holdout at this point right that that's kind of like bowed down and it seems to be, be happy in his retirement and not doing anything again but here he is getting called out so uh so that's awesome yeah, uh, and the seed's been planted way before like right probably like since the beginning of this month or the end of february since he started um, doing the stunner really <laughs> i mean maybe yeah since he started doing the stunner but like the ramp up to mania started probably when uh, like kevin owens unprovoked just started trashing texas over and over again on social oh, media yeah. absolutely you know? Yeah, you knew oh, something yeah. was up, right? Yeah, you kind of knew something. It was building to something. The only thing disappointing to me, though, is that they're building this up to us in interview segment. It's mm -hmm. like, so you're not going to get a match. You're going right. to get, you're going to have Owens talk trash and, mm -hmm. and you know, probably uh, Austin comes out and give him a stunner. That might be, you know, send the fans home happy. I don't know. <laughs> well, that brings me to my question to you is, is so is this going to be a match? Is it going to be a segment? Is it going to be disappointing? <laughs> is it... it sounds like it's just going to be an interview. And then they went in uh, and then, uh, you know, while we're on the subject, um, Seth Rollins <laughs> didn't have anything going on. So he's like, well, how about I take your, how about I just take your idea? Austin? Yeah. How about I just straight up steal your idea. Yeah, it's so, so right ridiculous. Now, but yeah. It's so they're having a match to see who gets an interview segment, which to me is ridiculous for a mania, a mania, you know, right. Clash. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's on the most recent episode that that happened. Actually, uh, Rollins tried to steal Owen's idea. <laughs> that resulted in the main event and actually Owens won that match and he wins uh, in a really nice match. It was a fun match and he wins to keep his Steve Austin interview. Uh, so I'll go ahead and, and say this. Uh, obviously, now that uh, Rollins doesn't have anything going on, uh, I uh, there's been a lot of, you know, hints going around. Uh, and then, of course, if you look at social media, the the word wherever you're looking is, is that he, he's going to be facing Cody Rhodes. Right. Apparently, Cody Rhodes has signed with the WWE and will make. I guess that's the uh, he's going to be. Yeah, everything is pointing towards Rollins versus Rhodes. Right. I wonder what night that'll be on. I don't know. Probably night two. You would Maybe. think so. It's got to be a major thing. Yeah. Anyway, I am looking forward to that, to that. That's going to be a moment for sure to see. And, and you kind of wonder, 
what Cody are we going to get? Are we going to get dashing since that's what Corey Graves was talking about? Mm-hmm. Please, God, our, I, we can't get Stardust, right? That's what you say. <laughs> as soon as Vince have that, uh, man, Vince is so petty. As soon as he got that signature on the contract, he's probably here you go, Stardust. Here's your, <laughs> get here's back your, out there. Here's your, here's your outfit. <laughs> here's your face paint. <laughs> All right. So moving well, on, man. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. like since they didn't get their tag team title, let's talk about the tag team champion. That's RK exactly Bro. what I was going to say. Yeah, man. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're just in sync this morning. Must yeah. have been all the, the bourbon I drank last night. <laughs> <laughs> so RK Bro are the champions, and uh, they're out celebrating. And then um, I, I, this is refreshing to me to see the um, Street Profit show up and kind of getting a little bit heelish with their uh, – you know, their uh, promos and their actions, um, which leads to a match between, um, was it? Uh, Street Profits. Oh, wait. So you're talking no, about. No, it was a singles match, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember the match. I don't well, remember what match it was. Well, it was a singles match between uh, Riddle and. and was it Dawkins it or was, was it? Uh, was it Doc? It was Montez Ford, I think. Yeah, I think it was Ford and Riddle. And um, yeah, I think because right. they said they, since they beat, they. They beat RK Bro the week before. They deserve a title match at Mania, which right. led to the singles match. Um, I kind of like how they're building to this triple threat match, this triple threat tag team match because between Alpha and yeah, because Street Alpha Profits. Academy yeah. right now, you know, they shouldn't be out of it. They never got their rematch after they lost. Nope. So and, and right. And yeah. plus, dude, uh, Chad Gable is fucking hot, dude. I I fucking love him right now. Like he's uh like his whole like uh character work right now i love his like thank you thank you yeah (laughs) i love love all of it right now so yeah yeah, i'm looking forward kind of yeah i agree with you i kind of i'm i'm really coming around on the uh on on alpha academy i i love that they've been able to somehow save um uh shoot what's gable's partner's name again i forgot otis otis Otis. yeah because he was just a goofball comic type character right. and now like you know he's he's serious the dude is jacked and he's right he looked like he put a world hurting on anybody he and maybe you know gable might always be a tag team guy but i think after what they've done with otis having him join with gable now i think you can see otis being a real contender in the future i, I agree um and i've actually thought recently to myself that I hope that once no first so I've got a couple of points to make here absolutely right first of all I love it when a tag team uh goes from like one of the, like from when you don't think that they're going to amount to anything and then they do like New Day for instance is a great example of that when those vignettes first started I was like what in the hell are they doing but then yeah. they end up being like one of the greatest if not the greatest tag team of all time so similarly Alpha Academy when they were put together I was like man this is a thrown together team but then look at them. They, they work together. I think it's has a lot to do with the fact that I think Otis and Chad Gable are like real life best friends now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and I also hope that after a successful tag team run that it does parlay into really something great for Chad Gable in a singles uh, uh, capacity, because I think he's got potential there, you know, like a, he's very, angle like you know what i mean very kurt angle like and yeah. and 
he's starting to get angle like in his character work. And uh, on the other flip of that, on the other side of that coin, you've got Otis who is starting to remind me a little bit of Vader light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, uh, you know, like hopefully this will pan out for them into something in the future, but yes, as far as mania goes, uh, RK bro won the belts back uh, a couple weeks back and then, uh, yeah. Uh, so now they're, they're, uh, gonna position themselves against the street profits at mania and hopefully alpha get back into that. But as far as I know, they have not officially been added back to it yet so far. It's not yet, but it definitely you can see the writing on the wall. I'd be shocked if this doesn't happen at mania to be a triple threat match for the tag team title. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. So, all right, another thing that I kind of want to talk on uh, while we're talking tag teams, right, is the women's tag team uh, title scene. Uh, I loved it. Uh, 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 first of all, I want to say that during uh, uh, one of the matches on Raw, Corey Graves commented on Rhea Ripley's Herman Munster boots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really love that comment. But uh, either way, Rhea and Liv Morgan uh, punched their ticket to WrestleMania by defeating the champs. Uh, so, uh, now it's going to be a triple threat between the champs, Ripley and Liv and the team of Naomi and Banks. But then later, additionally, Natalia and Baszler come out, uh, what I think on the most recent raw and they kind of, uh, attack and they get added, uh, to the match by, uh, who was it? It was, um, Deville. Yeah. Sonya Deville added them right to the match. Right. So are we having a fatal four-way at yep. Mania? Yep. It was originally it was a triple threat, but now that Natalia and Baszler have been added, um, it's gonna be a fatal four-way for the women's tag title match. Which to me, like the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, first of all, I think it's got a lot of potential because you've got a lot of chaos going on, right? Uh, but they're also trying to get as many people on the WrestleMania card yeah, as possible. Yeah, they want everybody to get the spot on the show. Everybody Except for Rollins and Owens, apparently, because they have to fight for one spot. <laughs> but just a, you know what? An, an interview section. An interview yeah, segment. Yeah, an, an interview segment. Um, the thing with the women's tag division, though, is I don't really feel there is a women's tag division. They're kind of just throwing singles women's wrestler in a tag team. Yes. Kind of like Zelina and um, Carmella. They, I know they're brand new as right. a tag team, and they're yeah, kind they're of champs. our... Yeah, they're the champ, and they're already kind of showing like a breakup coming because um, at one of the um, backstage segments, Zelina was telling uh, Carmella to to focus on wrestling and not on her stupid reality show with Corey. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, and and that's kind of the way it works. I was not. She didn't say stupid, but, you know, I think the show was stupid. (laughs) That's just a little extra that you're throwing on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either which way, man, uh, yeah, it's uh, it should be a good match at Mania because we got a lot of uh, a lot of bodies in that match to say at least. Uh, All right, another thing uh, that I think is worth mentioning uh, Mm -hmm. while we're on the subject of Monday Night Raw is obviously there's been some big character changes to Edge lately. How are you feeling about that? Me, I, I, I wish that. Edge is one of those superstars they should never change music for, regardless if he's heel or face. Because that music so, was awesome. That music was awesome. This new music, not so much. Yeah. And then he's a uh, his uh, delivery of his promos been. I don't know. I know he's going for a more serious, a darker edge, mm-hmm. but I think 
it's not landing for me. And it's a shame that, like, this is a match I look forward to. I want to see AJ versus Edge, but so far we haven't heard anything from AJ. It's been all Edge just uh, yapping away. And I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Really, mediocre. AJ has it. Yeah, and the promo been mediocre at best for me. I kind of feel the same. It's uh, it's such a big character change from the Edge we just recently saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's it's kind of like you said, that darker, almost more brood-like edge. But I feel like that that there was a different story maybe to tell with this. Like Edge wanted to prove himself against the best, and he knows the best is AJ Styles, and it could have been fine to keep Edge face. Or just, yeah. if not face, make him heal, but just keep him, like, you know, like, opportunist i mean well maybe make, maybe edge wants to do something different you know i but. mean like you know this character he's playing the heel that's i'm better than you you know it's been done and been done better by other wrestlers you got a point his last you. promo talk about how he's better than everybody in the arena he's better than everybody in the locker room and he's definitely better than aj styles i mean there's a guy in AEW that reminds us every time he's on the mic that he's better than us and we know it you know, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the match, like you said, it's going to be great uh, either way, no matter what. We know the match should be good. But uh, but yeah, I agree. There's something I could have done with a different I could have lived with a different kind of yeah. story. Where the angle they t- took to get there is not, um, you know, selling any uh, buy rates for me, but I'm sure the match is going to be good. It's Absolutely. AJ Styles, man absolutely yeah i can't wait to hear from aj and see what he thinks about this this side of edge uh all right before we move on from monday night raw uh you know i i know that on a previous episode i had mentioned that that um, i had heard some rumblings from fans and and just different sources that uh, some people felt like the undertaker should be the only guy to go into the hall of fame class this year uh on this monday night raw or i think it was last monday night raw actually on the seventh yeah. but uh we learned that he will definitely not because it's it's going to be Vader time, man. Vader's going to the Hall of Fame. My personal favorite big man. I talked about him earlier, how Otis kind of reminds me of him. But I yeah. was happy to see that Vader is going into the Hall of Fame. And I think that it's cool that Vader's going in the same year as Undertaker because they are just two awesome big men. And Yeah, I think it's about time for Vader. Um, but the other induct, uh, the other Inductee. person going in. Uh, yeah. Queen Charmaine, I can, uh, I don't know what she's done to kind of deserve that spot outside of being a manager for Booker mm. T. Man, dude, Booker T is going to hear this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope he responds. This. You know, Booker T, he, he hears everything, apparently. <laughs> he, he's going to shucky ducky quack quack on you, man, <laughs> talking about his wife like that. I mean, you know, I, you know, for me, uh, Queen Charmel was there during a time that, I wasn't really watching wrestling. So Mm -hmm. I don't understand her contributions in a timeline fashion. I've seen her on different pay-per-views or, you know, when Booker T was doing his, uh, the the whole King gimmick, I've seen stuff about that with her. And she looks like she really brought something to him. If nothing else, like, I think that they were good partners with that whole queen and King gimmick. So as far as you should, uh, they should put them in together instead of you know i know booker's already booker's gonna be a 20 time (laughs) yeah they don't want him to beat rick flair yeah it's just i i just 
it seems like the bar's been set low when you start. I guess it kind of all started when they let the bell into the Hall of Fame for me. Uh, well, so. dude, no, it started with the Bushwhackers. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have some people that really don't belong in there. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I think we can definitely. do a whole segment on that next time. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> All right, should we move on to... Uh, yeah, let's Monday go to NXT. Night, not NXT, yeah. I said, should we move on to Monday Night Raw? No, yeah, let's move on to NXT. All right, we got actually a lot happened on the show the, uh, the, the last Nickelodeon couple Nickelodeon brand. The Nickelodeon brand, that's, that's yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and, and just, I'm going to run down, uh, you know, what I have in front of me here, because uh, there's a lot. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little about uh, Dusty Finals because on this uh, episode, like uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, Chu, your girl Chu, and uh, Dakota Kai. He's uh, saying that sarcastically. <laughs> if you watch, the, if you listen to the last episode, you'd know that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so they make it to the finals by beating Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, which kind of surprised me, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. I thought for sure... Uh... Uh, Jade and Gonzalez was going to go over there. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, but anyway, you know, Dusty Classic, need a little excitement, need a little, uh, you know, surprises. Uh, so there we go. We got Chu and Kai making it uh, to the finals. Are they going to go all the way because you dislike Chu? I have no idea. <laughs> I, you know, as much as I dislike Chu, maybe my uh, my affection for uh, Kai, Kai outweighs that because she deserves like a bigger profile. In, in NXT and you know she's she's one of those workers that is there and I think the the uh, brand just kind of take her for granted how good she is mm-hmm. so she's never gotten the like the spotlight she, yeah she's never gotten the spotlight she's she was overshadowed by Raquel Gonzalez when mm-hmm. they brought Gonzalez in even though I thought she was the better wrestler of the two at the time we know why they liked Raquel right yeah she's big She's a big girl, man. Absolutely. You know, Vince loves the big yeah. giants, you know. Uh, so later on, though, uh, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, uh, they also make the finals when they beat Casey Catazzaro and Caden Carter. So for the finals of Dusty, we're going to get Chu and Kai versus Shirai and Kaylee Ray. Who you got going So three, three really good workers and, uh, you know, and then Chu. <laughs> wow, man. This is not a Chew-centric podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, on paper, I think it has to be EO and uh, K, right? Yeah, I, I mean, even even I have to say, man, I mean, EO Shirai and Kaylee Ray are kind of like the road warriors of <laughs> yeah. women's, women's wrestlers. I don't know, man. They, they're they kind of badasses. So uh, you would think that that Chew and Kai uh, would have their work cut out for them here, but... Uh, we didn't think they could make it to the finals, so That's we'll have true. to see what happens. Yeah. Um, you got anything else to add to that one, or are we just going to wait and see? We'll just have to wait and see. I I mean, if you want prediction, I told you it's, uh, it's Shirai and Kay. Got it. All right, moving on. We had uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we had a little going on with the whole uh, Carmelo and Trick situation. Uh, Carmelo, he announces that because he's such a, a, a great wrestler and such a, <laughs> a phenomenon uh, that he needs to have a ladder match at stand and deliver. He, he tells us that there's going to be four spots besides the champ. Uh, and then he said qualifiers start next week. And that was two weeks ago. So they've already started. So uh, on uh, the latest show, uh, Santos, he beats Cameron, which kind of surprised me, actually. So, uh, yeah, Santos es- Escobar 
uh, defeated Cameron Grimes to punch his ticket to that match. Um, so, yeah, I kind of had Cameron going over here, man. What were your, what are your thoughts here? It's kind of weird for me because I think both Cameron Grimes and Santo Escobar just kind of been uh, in purgatory in the next tee. They're like a holdover from the uh, black and gold brand. Mm-hmm. So I this new 2.0, they haven't really been doing much. So, yeah, I guess giving him this opportunity at the uh, North American title um, it was just good to see them on TV again. Um, but I like, I don't mind seeing Escobar go over here. Cause I don't um, mind it either. I just it was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he's more of a, uh, a cruiserweight type guy that, you know, I would think they want bigger men in there. Right. But you got Carmelo who's already kind of a high flyer. Um, so maybe they wanted some, another one for, for a ladder match. Yeah. For definitely. a ladder match. And they like, it's not to say the Cameron Grimes can't move, but maybe they, they go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, Cameron can move for sure. Yeah. I think they wanted to just say one of the cruiserweight in there for a ladder match. And maybe because they probably have other big guys that's going to go in. Can you have, can, uh, can you imagine Cameron Grimes doing the cave in off of a ladder? Oh God. Yeah. Sick. Uh, you know what? I have a theory, man. Uh, maybe they let Santos go over here because they want to to move Cameron Grimes to uh, uh, to be uh, Butch's partner as Luke and form the oh, new Bushwhackers. God. We'll talk more on that later. Well, you know, you know the uh, the real name of Rig Ridge Holland. His oh. real name is Luke something. Is it? So really? they already got that. They got the new Bushwhackers. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. On the same uh, show, just this last week, uh, we get a little more main roster invasion. We've been seeing a lot of that lately in NXT. Main guys coming over. And this time it was none other than Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, they actually show up during a Santos Escobar promotion, uh, promotion promo. Uh, pardon me. Uh, and uh, so this sets up a match between Dominic and Santos Escobar later which Dominic wins with a splash uh, with a whole bunch of shenanigans going on. Wait, they had, wait, Dominic beat Escobar. Yes. Or one of his cronies. I thought it was, did it? Oh, maybe it wasn't Escobar. Hmm. Let's take a look. Escobar just had a match to get into a ladder. Yeah. Let me just double check here. Uh, This was the last NXT. Yeah. I I know like as a uh, Mexican wrestler, um, Escobar, uh, he really looks up to uh, Rey Mysterio, you know. Right. In real life. Hell, I think he's worn some tights that kind of paid tribute to Mysterio in some of his before and I his agree. bigger matches, right? Mm-hmm. He absolutely yeah. did. Yep. Let me see. So, here. if it was him, that's got to be a blast from him to get in the ring with his kid. Nope, you're absolutely right. It was Dominic Mysterio, and he uh, he fought Royal Mendoza. Uh, for whatever reason, I just wrote <laughs> Santos on there. So thanks for catching me on that. I yeah, appreciate man. that. But yes, uh, next up, a really decent last man standing match between L- uh, L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller, uh, which actually Waller won that match. It kind of surprised me there. Waller, this is a match I got to go back and watch. I was looking forward to it. I don't know how I just missed it, but um, any highlights I should keep an eye for when I watch it? Um, I didn't write anything down as far as highlights, but it was a really good back and forth match. You know, Waller can move for his, you know, very, yeah. very well for his. I wish uh, he changed his ring attire, though. He looks like he's wearing like, you know, boxers, uh, 
boxer shorts to wrestle. Yeah, he's like a, like it looks like a light cruiserweight boxer. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it kind of surprised me here. I thought for sure L.A. Knight was gonna get the victory, but he did not. And I mean, now that I'm talking through this, hey, you know, good on NXT for keeping me on my toes because there's several results here that I was kind of surprised by. But definitely go back and watch that match. Uh, L.A. Knight's always a joy to watch. You know what I'm saying? He really is. Like I, I remember watching him in TN. TNA when he was Eli Drake and he always had like really good four star matches. He, he can deliver on the mic. Um, he has like what the WWE wants in a superstar. In a superstar, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think he's a future world champion in the WWE, or you think that well, they're gonna botch it? I think given the way the landscape is now, there's no room for him. You know, because you got. It seems like right now they want mega stars to have the world title and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why they're doing this roman and uh brock thing over and over again <laughs> yeah yeah um but i can see him like a uh, united states champion um intercontinental champion mm -hmm. and maybe he can use that belt as a launch pad to the world title someday but maybe maybe i mean hopefully eventually because i think he's got world title potential and i think if he I, yeah i think he has that written all over him, but i think the landscape right now is just the only thing really that's gonna go against him i think you're very accurate there man i think unless something happens you know maybe he's maybe he's got like a long-term nxt champion uh you know possibility you know like that could be uh, a potential you know maybe that's what they're trying to work towards right well they have to you know i think braun is going to get a second run here anytime now mm -hmm. i mean i can't see are we ready to move on to the um world title picture in nxt yeah we sure can yeah absolutely go ahead i think with um you know Would Ziggler currently being NXT champion and he's still considered a raw superstar? Um, I think they just want to bring more eyeballs to that title. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to drop it back to Braun probably within the next pay per view or at Stand and Deliver. That makes perfect sense. And so, yeah, since we're on the subject, uh, for all our penheads out there, yeah, if you didn't get to watch NXT over the last couple of weeks, very, uh, very cool, very good triple threat match between uh uh was it ziggler champa and uh braun yeah uh, that uh, that resulted in a, a surprise title win at least i was very surprised by it um the dolph ziggler actually came out uh yeah. with the uh the nxt title in hand here and uh yeah uh he, he had a little help from former nxt champion robert root uh and uh you know uh, what can i say man uh I, I totally agree with you. They're just trying to get eyes on the product. I think a main roster champ, uh, you know, kind of getting a run there. And he, maybe he's eventually going to give Braun a really good rub. And it also goes back to that whole thing, man. You've got Ziggler in a spot where he's a, he's a veteran and he can work with Braun and teach yeah. him a lot of stuff along the way, right? Yep. So, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I did make a note here that during this triple threat, the botches were funny. So if you didn't get to see the match yet, uh, go back and watch because apparently I thought that the botches were funny. So, <laughs> uh, so, so there might be some some stuff worth watching there. Uh, one thing that surprised me, uh, and I guess this is what happens when somebody from main roster becomes your NXT champion, 
is main roster shit starts happening on NXT because uh, the most recent NXT opened up with Miss TV, and I swear to God, I thought my uh, DVR was broken. I was like, I hit right. the NXT button, and it went to Raw uh, <laughs> because it said it was. I swear to God, I thought I was watching Monday Night Raw, but the whole reason Miss TV was there, of course, was to welcome out Ziggler uh, as the you know champ and everything, uh, you know. And LA Knight at this time he challenges Ziggler in the main event. Right. And mm-hmm. yep. uh Ziggy retains. Did you think at any moment that this was just gonna be a transition to put it on LA Knights to get an LA Knight Braun feud going? What did, <laughs> what were you thinking going as into- you know, as high as we are on um LA Knight, I I I knew this wasn't gonna be the night where he captured that title. Cause just because I really think they want Braun to take it off of Ziggler but yeah no it it was a really good match but you know having Rude there you know eventually like they'll LA Knight will put a good showing what she did but um, it would not not that that night wouldn't it be crazy if Bobby Rude turned back on Ziggy and and got the NXT title back and became like (laughs) old school glorious glorious again I I miss that glorious uh, Bobby Rude character Whatever they ever since he went to the main roster, it's just been like you know one failed um experiment after another with him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess he had tag titles for a second, right? Yeah, but they do that with anybody; they don't know what yeah. to do with. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, another very important critical thing that that happened on NXT is NXT mainstay, uh, pretty much like one of the biggest holdovers from the Black and Yellow brand, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he says goodbye to 2.0 and a uh, uh, very heartfelt promo, right? Did yeah. you get to see it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really well, um, really well done. Um, you know, but of course it wasn't all feel good, was it? <laughs> no, man, not at all. Because uh, Tony D'Angelo, for better or for worse, uh, interrupted the promo. He's got a crowbar in his hand. And but he puts it down. He actually doesn't hit him with the crowbar. Uh, and uh, and he says, you know, you're my white whale. Right. Uh, right. You know, I, I here's the here's my chance to be the dawn of NXT by beating you at stand and deliver. And so yeah, he said that he's going to get made once he beat the champa. Right. Right. So again, with a stupid mafia gimmick. <laughs> right. Exactly. And to me, that's what it was, man. It's it, it, it's kind of like I think it makes it even cheesier when it's against somebody like Tommaso Ciampa, who is, yeah. like, who is like, uh, you know, NXT black and yellow, uh, you know, 35, 40 minute banger matches. Uh, and then the stark contrast of sports entertainment going on with Tony D'Angelo's character work. And yeah, I'm really disappointed that, you know, on his way out of NXT, he has to put over somebody like Tony D'Angelo. It's, right. I, I wish they just let him go off and not have to uh, give this meathead um, character any rub at all. Right. It's kind of not even believable. Like, I can't even yeah. see a situation where Tony D'Angelo should beat uh, Tommaso Ciampa, but yeah, they shouldn't be in the ring together right now at no. all. Right. And, the, the... And at the end of the day, though, you know, they say you're supposed to go out on your back. All right, man. So moving on, we'll see how all that pans out. 
Um, so we also had a segment that set up a triple threat for the tag titles that stand to deliver. Looking, looking like what we're going to get is MSK versus Imperium versus the Creed Brothers, which has the potential to be a definite banger of a match. Uh, speaking of the Creed Brothers, they get attacked uh, over the last couple of weeks in the parking lot by unknown assailants. Who did it, Song? I don't know. Is it Imperium? Is well, it Butch? Was Butch again, wasn't it? <laughs> Butch is gone, man. Butch is firmly on SmackDown now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's SmackDown he's on, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, this is important because the Creed brothers get attacked right before they're getting their tag title match uh, that they deserve because of their Dusty Cup win. Mm -hmm. uh, so MSK have to replace uh, uh, the Creed brothers. But uh, at the end, the Creed brothers do end up out there. They actually stop the match. They cause a DQ finish so that MSK cannot pick up those titles again. Um, so again, uh, stand and deliver looking like another great tag title uh, match. It seems like a lot of triple threats and, and fatal four ways going on this year, doesn't it? Yeah, it has. But, you know, MSK always brings it in. We know how good Imperium is. Um, I love Imperium. Creed Brothers are to be seen but i kind of like they're just yeah they're, i, I kind of like they're just brute force and strength and how they just throw each other at their opponent mm -hmm. you know yeah i so, dig it I, yeah and they have it's their amateur background um, makes them legit you know yeah they're like uh they're like the heel steiner brothers are they heel aren't they i don't know what's going on with diamond mine honestly though they've been fighting like heel fat Again, you know, this is another scenario which Song cannot discern the difference between a heel and a face because he himself is a heel. <laughs> yeah, I have questionable tactics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, so yeah, moving on. Debuts are always fun, you heel. Uh, <laughs> a kid uh, from NXT, NXT UK. NXT UK. NXT UK. <laughs> Don't mock me, sir. Uh, <laughs> so a kid, he debuts against Kushida, which is uh, was another really good match. It's uh, if you haven't seen this, this is definitely a must watch match. Uh, did you get to catch this? No, I'm going to go okay. back and watch it. Check this match out. Uh, first of all, did you know anything about a kid? Have you seen any of his matches? No, I don't know much about NXT UK outside of like Walter, who is now. Uh, what's his name? Gunther. Gillicutty. Oh. No, McGillicuddy was uh, Axel <laughs> Curtis Axel <laughs> Curtis Axel's uh, McGillicuddy. That's right, uh, McGillicuddy. It's Gunther. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man, a kid debuts here against Kushida. Uh, great match. Go back and watch it. Uh, what I will say to you is, I knew nothing about a kid either. Uh, the podcast that I listen to, um, definitely go check them out. Pinheads, uh, going in raw, they speak very highly of NXT UK. And if this kind of talent's coming out of there, I see why. Uh, a kid's got a really different uh, set of offensive defense. Okay, yeah, it's it's really cool to watch. So I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with him moving forward. Uh, really like the debut though. So uh, he's firmly planted in NXT. He doesn't have to go to NXT UK or anything like that. I, I think that's the deal. It was kind of like, I think the packages that I was seeing is that he's kind of like coming over now to NXT to make his impact. So, oh, cool. and, and, and he's already making an impact because 
uh, a kid, he actually wins this match and doing so he secures a North American title qualifier next week against Grayson Waller, uh, who of course, earlier, as I mentioned, defeated LA Knight. So I guess these things got them into this qualifier yeah. match. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, Grayson Waller versus a kid. What do you think? Man, if the everyone, if what you're saying about a kid is, uh, you know, true, I, that should be a hell of a match because yeah, we man. know Waller can move. And then I w- I'm looking forward to see some of this unique offense and defense that this uh, a kid has before right. he turned to adult. There you go. A, uh, a, so a kid, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping he could win, you know, but it, and be kind of that unknown going into the ladder match, but I kind of see, uh, Waller because of the push that he's getting winning this match after a really good showing by a kid. So my prediction is, is that Grayson Waller will go on, uh, to that ladder match, but we'll see how it goes, uh, next week. Um, let's see, is there anything that I have not talked about, uh, as far as NXT goes? Anything else to add? No, I think we covered everything. Uh, you ready to move on to some AEW? I know that you said I want to talk about everything AEW. <laughs> this is what Song said before we came on the air today. He said, we got to talk about all this stuff. So, yeah. of course, we have two weeks of wrestling behind us. So I'll go ahead and kind of go over uh, first what happened on the March 9th show. Uh, on this show, Jericho and Hager aligned with 2.0, which was nuts to see. They turn on Santana and Ortiz and they announce the Jericho Appreciation Society. What do you think of this, man? Uh, man, like we, I predicted like last time we recorded that um, Inner Circle weren't ever going to break up because of how much I think it meant to Jericho to like have a faction that he got to handpick everybody. Yeah, I guess he handpicked but, these other guys too. Yeah, yeah, but I, th- I, I think I get what they're doing now. You know, 2.0, they've been kind of featured on AEW Dark on YouTube tube and things like that and mm-hmm. daniel garcia i feel like the company is really high on him you know mm-hmm. yeah. nice t-shirt by the way thank you thank you um yeah yeah <laughs> so i think by having them work with jericho it would help develop them into more of a, a mainstay on the bigger show like dynamite and rampage and possibly some pay-per-view um appearances right absolutely um, and so I think this is another case of Jericho just helping the younger talent out, which yeah. he's always been willing to work with the younger kids out, out of all the um, veterans out there. I feel like he, he, he never seems to fear that his spots getting taken. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. I mean, he just recently lost on revolution uh, right. by uh, like tap, tap out, out to yeah, uh, Eddie. Eddie Kingston. Kingston. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you there. He's all about developing new stars. This is just another example. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know if you saw the, the, I think it was the more recent um, show where they kind of come out and they're talking about how, you know, we're not going to call them 2.0 anymore. That was a bad name by bad creative. Yeah. He's going to call them by their real name. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I think, I texted you about that promo about how 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 smart is it that Jericho is <laughs> he's a he's sports turning heel and now now his heel persona is he he's the sport entertainer not a professional wrestler. <laughs> I gotta hand it to Daniel Garcia. His little spot in that promo was cool too. He was at first he was like uh, he was saying like you know 
I'm hearing you say this, Jericho, about being a sports entertainer. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to be that, I'm going to be that too, or whatever. Yeah. It's just like the his delivery on that promo was really good. Way better I than think, mine. I, yeah, I think the company is really high on Garcia. If you look at some of the people they put him with, like he just had a hell of a match with uh, Brian Danielson, you know, yeah, and he's been involved with, he's been involved with um this whole Eddie Kingston thing where they just haven't beat the shit, you know, him and 2.0 have been beating the shit out of Eddie Kingston for a while now for a minute. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I like where they're going with this. I do too, man. I mean, I really, everything Jericho do, does, you know what I mean? Like as far as in the rain goes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I typically love man. Uh, so moving on. Uh, so uh, on the same show, uh, we get another really great match. Uh, a successful defense by Hangman Adam Page against Dante Martin, who is also wow. an incredible competitor. Wow. Yeah, I mean Dante Martin is. Uh, I see a. I see a young AJ style in Dante Martin. Um, oh yeah, I can see that. He's he's super athletic. Um, his his move is crisp, um, fluid. I guess is the word I wouldn't use for like the way he moves in the ring. Like there's no wasted motion with anything he does. Yeah, um, the only thing I, I, yeah. The only thing I think he needs to learn is when to do what spot and maybe just take a breath every now and then in his matches. Uh, Cause I know like if you watch tapes of AJ style back in TNA, you'll, you can see the similarity. Mm-hmm. And as AJ grew, he kind of understood more. Like you can't just go from one, one high spot to another high spot to another high spot you got to build up take a break it. yeah yeah but i think this was the match that um putting him with hangman kind of like you know have a veteran there that kind of show him the ropes and how to tell a story within a match without um just high point after high point after high point and then i think this match even though it was a loss is going to be good for him in the long run yeah, absolutely. So he does have his tag team partner coming back, though. Well, I mean, it's kind of one of those situations like you were talking about with LA Knight on NXT. Uh, I think that the next three to four AEW champions are already top of the main event scene, right? Yeah. So it's like you've got your your MJFs, your, uh, you know, potentially uh, your Adam Coles, you know. Uh, so we got a, a couple of champions probably happening before you'd even think of somebody like Dante Martin making it to that spot. So maybe he come, you know, his partner comes back. Let's let, let him have a tag team title run like a crazy victory. Then, you know, down the road, maybe we, we look at singles competitors, uh, you know, and, and that team. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see or, how it goes. You know, but they're super young, right? Super young. And then the cool thing about AEW is they have these things like the dynamite diamond stuff to kind of give a shine to individual wrestlers too, mm-hmm. without ha- having to give them a title to uh, kind mm-hmm. of build their uh, character up to main event level and things like that. So he'll get a chance to compete in things like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think this kid, the more like experience he put under the belt, there's no telling how, you know, where he can end where up. Where the ceiling I, is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. He has a ceiling right now. He'll just jump through it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Also, man, at Revolution, um, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we saw the AEW debut of former NXT uh, general manager, William Regal, uh, and also the team of Mox and Brian Danielson uh, 
basically uh, they uh, are under his wing now. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. they started off yeah. as as, uh, you know, are they going to fight? Are they going to be in a, a feud with each other? But no. Uh, now we get Mox and Brian or excuse me, Daniel. Brian Danielson. Oh my God. Brian Danielson. <laughs> you know. Just <laughs> are, you, had, are you ever gonna are you ever gonna get his name right? Man, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I do, he'll probably go back to WWE. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but anyway, uh yeah, so we we do see that debut and we see the Mox and Brian Danielson match. They uh fight the workhorsemen. Um and so yeah. That was that was cool. I I had not heard the term workhorseman until uh, this last couple of weeks. Uh, but that's uh, that's just a fancy term for super jobber. Fancy <laughs> term for super jobber. I know, but then it calls back to one of the greatest factions of all times, which is such a conundrum. But you know, this Moxley and Danielson and Regal is going to form what. It's it's a really 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 good tag team. Yeah, I don't, well, know, if I don't know if they're going to lead to a faction. You know, mm-hmm. you know, in in sports, there's this thing called a super team where where like a super two superstars get together and go play for the same team. Like mm-hmm. when LeBron left Cleveland to go play with Chris Bosh and uh, Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're seeing here with um with danielson regal and um mox yeah mox hopefully they bring up well i don't know did you see uh wheeler yuda we'll just skip a little bit here yeah no it's fine yeah we can move on to wheeler yuda they're kind of planting something there yeah so what do you what what song is talking about here is that uh on the 16th uh, the following episode of AEW, uh, Mox and Brian actually defeated Yuta and Taylor of Best Friends by submission. And at this time, Yuta actually tries to join Regal's crew. He puts out his hand uh, got and gets slapped like a mother by yeah. William Regal. <laughs> that William could have been a, the initiation, but you, if you watch them, when you watch the match, you notice Yuta was a more aggressive than he normally was when he's like not all. Yeah happy-go-lucky like the rest of the best friends uh, factions are so yeah i mean could he be like a fourth member of that faction i, I think that's where they got to be going with it right man i mean because one of the things about aw that i think is important to aw and their crew is to make new stars right yeah. we see that a lot uh, a lot more frequently than we do with wwe and it it makes a lot of sense that if we're teasing it that we're going to get people like Wheeler Yuta, who definitely I see potential in, but he needs to sit under the learning tree. And I mean, God, what a learning tree to sit under. Uh, and, and I see probably at least one or two others getting added to that faction as well before okay. it's over with. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see where that goes, but it was really good seeing William Regal in a new place and kind of revitalized. So uh, yeah, another- his promo from the week before, or like when he was talking about, you know, like he's not long for this world and how like he should have been the wrestler that Dan, God damn it, you got me doing it. <laughs> that uh, Danielson should have been. <laughs> right. No, that was a great promo. It was. Another kind of crazy thing that happened on, a couple of weeks ago on A-Dubs is that FTR uh, fired Tully Blanchard. Uh, do you see this as the beginning of a face turn for... Uh... 
for uh, the revival. I, oh my god, I'm calling the revival no, it's, now. It's fuck FTR. the revival. Fuck okay. the revival. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, is this I the beginning know. of them going back to the WWE? No, no, because okay. I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but um, Tony Khan owned this thing called Ring of Honor, and yes. there's a match that everybody's been wanting to see between the uh, Briscoe brother and FTR, and now it's official. Oh, I didn't know that. It's going to happen. Um, so you don't check our Facebook page at all, do you? I do sometimes. <laughs> I was just kidding. I do sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah. but yeah, so <laughs> I don't think they're going to be heel or face. They're just going to be that tag team that goes around and like just prove to everybody they are the best tag team. That's And that's their gimmick. They're, they don't have to be heel or face. I think they are. I think they're just going to go to every promotion and beat up every tag team there is. I love FTR, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what becomes of this shift in character with them. Um, also, uh, AHFO kicked out Matt Hardy, and, <laughs> <laughs> and which I'm happy because, to be honest with you, AHFO is very hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I got tired. I mean, like, so it's Andre on Andrade, Andrade Hardy Hardy Family Office. Family office. Like, it's horrible. Too much. Yeah. Terrible name. It's like, can't you think of something different? Uh, but anyway, the reason this is important is because the uh, we get uh, another uh, AEW debut here uh, when Matt Hardy gets the boot. His brother comes out. Jeff Hardy makes his AEW no, debut. No, his brother didn't come out yet. Sting and uh, Darby came out first Oh, well, I'm to not try say- to save him. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that that didn't happen. I'm just All saying right. that during this 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 whole uh this whole uh you know segment yeah yeah, yeah. that that's what we were getting to is right the jeff hardy debut but yeah absolutely Uh, hfo kicked out matt hardy uh sting uh darby allen come out which you talked about earlier kind of uh you know building something uh and yeah man uh so do you think that where do you think where do you see jeff and matt hardy uh what is their place in AEW? Well, before I answer that, do you notice the social media had a little bit of fun with this segment because Jeff Hardy was dancing before he ran to the ring? No, I didn't see that. While your brother is getting beat up, you're dancing. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Where was was, he dancing? Because his entrance music was... Oh, because uh, he's doing this? Yeah, yeah. He didn't didn't run directly to the ring to help his brothers. (laughs) Like, his brother's getting the shit kicked out of him. But let me just throw in some dance move first. You got to get your shit in. Yeah, there were some funny memes that I thought was worth uh, checking out. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I got to say, though, but the uh, tag team division in AEW is stacked. Really stacked. Where I mean, are they? Where are they on the you know the totem pole of tag team wrestling in AEW? It's like, I mean, Jurassic Express. You got the, uh, the Young Bucks. You got Red Dragon. You got just a plethora of tag team that kind of deserve a top spot, honestly. Mm-hmm. So maybe right now they're just going to hover in the middle or, or they could be that veteran tag team that just kind of helped the younger guys. Like, you know, um, they're not 2.0 anymore. What do you call them? <laughs> well, I don't even know. Maybe 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> or even tag team like Max Caster and um, his guy, the acclaim. They, yeah. You know, they, they've put up some good matches, yeah. but they haven't gotten their rub yet. So maybe I think, having the hardy give them a rub might legitimize them to the upper echelon of the uh, tag team division so 
Do you I'm think- hoping they're not gonna go for the title. I, I kind of want to see them more, uh, you know, kind of enhance the younger talents. Gotcha. It's almost like at this point, uh, AW has so many great tag teams. They need like a a mid card tag title. <laughs> yeah, or or, or trios. I know. Yes, instead have a trio title like I think New Japan had. Man, that'd be awesome. They need to go ahead and do that. That would be sweet. All right, moving right along. We get another debut. Swerve Strickland. Uh, fresh off of his firing from uh, the WWE, uh, we get uh, Swerve Strickland is all elite now. And uh, we learned that he's going to be fighting another former WWE uh, stalwart uh, in Tony Nice. Uh, right. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we get to see Swerve over here. And didn't you say something about uh, to me about uh, Swerve Strickland? And of course, we'll touch on this later. But uh, Swerve, uh, he's uh, kind of being friends with uh, Keith Lee. Some forming. Yeah, that. they're kind of forming an allegiance at the end of the last episode of Rampage. But well, which we'll get into uh, to later. Okay, sweet man. Uh, another huge event that happened at AW, uh, Wardlow. Uh, he officially broke up with MJF, uh, and now he's the face of the revolution. Yeah, it's. I was shocked with the uh, promo that he gave. I was like, why? Well, I, I didn't think he was ready to get a live mic in his hand yet, you know. But mm-hmm. he delivered a pretty straight to the point promo that you know that we can all buy into mm-hmm. his frustration with the uh, Pinnacle, and you know he's him and max should just go their separate ways and karma's gonna eventually get mjf and things like that and you know i really didn't think they were gonna get him like 10 minutes on the mic <laughs> mm-hmm. but he did he did okay with it man. yeah he yeah did, yeah no. he Surprise. didn't really uh stumble too much uh i will tell you this uh the next week and we'll just skip ahead to the, the next week on awn wardlow uh fought uh against scorpio uh sky uh who retained he actually retained the tnt title with help from mjf uh more so than i thought it was crazy that he did a promo was that lord man i i I totally thought wardlow was winning the tnt title here and i thought he was going to do so in dominating fashion and i thought it was kind of i don't know if it was the right move and having him look so and not not saying anything negative about Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. but I feel like it. It's I feel like he is. He being Wardlow, needs to look more dominant, but that could be my WWE booking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the story that they were trying to tell was you know Scorpio Sky is obviously the uh, more experienced of the two, mm-hmm. and um, of course there was a numbers game you also have to take into account for mm-hmm. and um maybe they're looking at the tnt title as not something that wardlow should be fighting for at this point but at the same time why let him win that ladder match though right exactly yeah. interesting situations going on we'll see what happens with wardlow yeah, i guess it's just with like him when, yeah like you said though like when when sammy dropped the title to Scorpio, mm-hmm. I thought for sure Scorpio was tra- going to transition because they didn't want to face versus face for that right. title. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what I thought. I, I just thought it was it just seemed so obvious to me. I was like, I was surprised Sammy lost it. Yeah. Uh, and then 
you know, I thought for sure, because we saw right after that, that it was Wardlow versus Scorpio the next week. And I was like, oh, he's definitely winning this. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and dominating factor in a dominating fashion rather. And uh, that didn't so much happen. Right. Uh, so, all right, moving right along uh, a couple weeks back, we get a Jurassic Express uh, tag team title match. They actually fight the acclaimed who you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. decent match where Jurassic Express retain their their tag titles, right? Yeah, that was to be expected. Right, absolutely. I think they're going to have these belts for a little bit. I think so. Well-deserving, too. I mean, they've been putting on classics. Yeah. We did the Sammy. Uh, we have the Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. Uh, the table spot during that match was absolutely crazy. I think uh, that Sammy probably hurt his eye during that match. Yeah, uh, that, that thing, that was a botch. You know, with the uh, didn't land it right or something. Yeah, absolutely. And and you see on our notes there, I wrote down Scorpio as your trans transitional TNT <laughs> champion. How wrong was I? Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else that happened over the past couple of weeks that we need to go over with AEW. Um, uh, you know, I don't think it's a. Uh... Oh, oh, I'll... they are setting up another feud since I guess. Uh, um. Wait a minute. Did you t- we we didn't, we didn't touch talk on about Rosa. Right, exactly. That's the thing that we need to go over before we move on is that we had the first women's cage match in AEW history and in an awesome match Thunder Rosa defeats Britt Baker in her adopted hometown of San Antonio for the women's title. My god, these two can put on matches, man. Yeah, man. Every time they every time they're in the ring together, it's like one classic after another. And um, you know, I'm surprised they did drop the belt on free TV, but honestly, I felt like um, as great as great as Britt Baker is, she was kind of getting stale as the champion. Yeah, I think she could go on and do other things, and then maybe come back for the title later. But it was definitely time for Thunder Rosa to get that title. Right, and you know, I mean, the fact that it was in San Antonio, I didn't mind it being on free TV. I think that that's something that AEW is a, a little bit better about is giving fans some good moments yeah uh you know I'm not everything's a botch finish yeah that's why i was surprised that they didn't um if they were to drop the title of thunder rosa which i thought they should have it, i thought they would have done it at revolution that's the only complaint i have there I but they, maybe they maybe she like won it in her hometown of san antonio or her adopted hometown because i mean at the end of the match you saw how emotional she was so i'm sure that played into it yeah, yeah. It was, it kind was of a, great seeing Dusty come out. I was about to too. say, yeah, exactly. I wonder what the situation is there, if they've got some, like, if he's helped her transition I, or... Maybe she trained in the Nightmare Factory. Oh, that's pretty cool. All I right, think. that makes sense. And um, You know, at one point in her career, she was one of the Godfather's ho. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. That's I think crazy. that's when she was just trying to break into the industry. So it's always great to see somebody who worked for so long um, get their uh you know get what they deserve get their due desserts yep yeah. absolutely man uh well having said that i think thunder rosa is actually the that biggest piece of news from AEW. yeah uh, do you have anything to, to add to to AEW over the past couple of weeks before we move on to smackdown which should be a way more brief uh, conversation <laughs> no i think we're good there until we get to rampage later yeah absolutely man um so uh so as far as smackdown goes 
I didn't really catch the most recent one. So if there's anything to throw in there, definitely let me know. I think one of the biggest things uh, that I want to talk about out of SmackDown uh, is the fact that we got uh, a very unfortunate debut. Uh, I mean, I'm glad to see Pete Dunn is on the main roster, but we now cursed we him. We can't call him that anymore. I know we we it's, it's know, our fault. We booked we booked him to fight Roman Reigns <laughs> last week <laughs> on the last show, and now he's now he's Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, I'm not oh, really man. sure. You know, uh, I. I don't know why they're changing his name. We know who, who he is. Mm-hmm. Is and what? Why? Why are they like? Are they trying to put all the European together in one faction and make them evil? He looks like a chimney sweep now. Yeah, they all dress like they're from like the eighteen Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins. You know, oh, they're all like chimney sweepers, and you know, they're all like the white wife beater and yeah. the hat and the suspenders. I'm like, what are you guys? You're, you're sharks and jets now i don't know <laughs> i don't know either man but it's very disappointing um i also have noticed it's a bit of a character change i guess his character is changing a bit he seems like just guy who's scrappy or yeah. dude who's who's really eager to to fight you or something you know I, as I opposed know. to the technical wrestling machine that he actually is right exactly so we'll see where that unfortunate series of events goes but uh, I guess additionally from uh, from SmackDown, I mean the Sami Zayn and uh, and 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 Jackass stuff between him and Johnny Knoxville, that's entertaining. It was the concept of him, you know, flying his phone number uh, yeah. over Los Angeles or wherever he did and that. And you and you actually called that number, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, you want to tell us what happened? It was very disappointing, man. I was at least hoping WWE would, um, you know, have some kind of number set up. So I'm not sure if maybe johnny knoxville actually did this because when i dialed it it was just busy like the busy tone oh. it was as it was as though it was as though somebody got their number cut off because they were getting annoyed so i don't know if like uh if it was all a work but uh, that's so dumb if that is i mean they could have just bought a number and says this sammy number when you call it yeah. do something silly something with it cool. you know yeah exactly yeah. I, I think that could have been big for uh you know fans to get to call in and he hear sammy just left like Sammy's a, ma- like a recorded yeah. message like stop fucking calling me and, yeah exactly you know, yeah exactly this is why we should be booking this shit right yeah yeah <laughs> um, or it could or it could at least rick roll us when we call that number exactly do something <laughs> do something funny uh but yeah you, i mean you think with johnny knoxville involved but at any rate uh you know i think this wrestlemania is a little uh celebrity heavy in matches yeah you know what i mean like i'm not super hype about the card but well can you really call logan paul a celebrity though i mean yeah for all intents and purposes wwe he's a wwe celebrity yeah Um, there's like levels of celebrity and i think he's like (laughs) d-list or something i don't know but having said that this is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Sami Zayn's a great worker. Johnny Knoxville. I've been watching these guys since Camp Kill Yourself days. Uh, before See, I've Jackass. never been a Jackass fan, man. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was... Uh, I, I don't think I know it's moronic and, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. Just not your kind of comedy? Yeah. I love it. 
So uh, Rick Boogs defeats Jay of the Usos. So Boogs and Nakamura are going to get a title shot at Mania. Um, hmm. What are you thinking of the team of Boogs and Nakamura? I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Boogs is a, a very, uh, I think, a limited character, you know, yeah. kind of like Elias. It's like, I don't even know why we had an Elias and a Boogs at the same time. I well, guess we don't have Elias, Elias anymore. I guess Elias, Elias burned his going. guitar and we never saw him again. I know. <laughs> I think I think he's uh, dressed up as Veer. Oh, <laughs> I know. So he's, he's going to he never shows up either. <laughs> nope. Uh, but anyway, that's cool, though. So so we get, uh, I guess, a singles tag team title match between the Usos and this team, this team of Boogs and Nakamura. I definitely see the bloodline. Uh, keeping their their tag team titles at WrestleMania yeah. against Nakamura and Boogs, huh? Yeah, they should win that. Yep. You think Boogs and Nakamura should turn on each other? Maybe Nakamura should go heel again. I don't know. His heel work wasn't that great either. The most they did with his heel work was kick AJ in the balls. That's true. That's true. Anyway, he's, I think Nakamura is at this stage of his career where he's just coasting. He's going to collect his paycheck and does do the bare minimum. We're not right. going to get that five-star classic from him anymore. Nope. He's just a, he's just a cog in the WWE. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Moving along. Uh, Ricochet actually retains against Sami Zayn and a, uh, one hell of a, an intercontinental title match. Did you get to see yeah. this? Uh, this one I did watch. Yeah, man. it was really good. Um, during the match, Austin theory comes out and slaps Pat McAfee and McAfee attacks Austin Theory setting up their, you know, WrestleMania showdown. We'll see what happens there. I still I'm wondering if it's going to end up being McAfee and Austin or McAfee and McMahon or a combination of the both. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what like McAfee, not McAfee, but Austin showed up on Raw and interfering uh, in um, in uh, Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest match causing Balor not the title because it was a non-title match, but caused Balor the match. So mm-hmm. I don't so you're know. You're wondering if something's going to happen with that too. If it's going to be a tag team with Balor and McAfee versus Theory oh. and uh, Priest. I don't know. It's like, why did he get involved in that match? It had nothing to do with him. But why would they send him out there? Huh. But did he send, when Austin came out, was Pat McAfee on the broadcasting booth? No, because it was on Raw. I just didn't know if maybe he stood in or something. I, no, okay. no. That makes no, no. sense to me. No, right. exactly. Just yeah. more strange stuff with WWE. Interesting. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens with that. Last thing that I really want to talk about as far as SmackDown goes um, it, that I think is worth mentioning is that on the 11th and the 18th for the past two weeks on SmackDown, Ronda's been taking beatings from, uh, from Charlotte Flair. You know what that means, right? That means Ronda's totally going over at Mania. Yep. Absolutely. But it's almost like so one-sided that I'm like, is it a ruse? Is it, or is it just typical WWE booking? As WWE is so predictable that I think it's just typical WWE booking. They always want to have that person that's uh, going to lose the belt, look dominant, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to the pay-per-view and then at the pay-per-view get their ass kicked. You know, like SmackDown right now, there's just one storyline that's any that they're really concentrating on, and that is the Brock and Romans match. Right. 
which I guess all that's really been happening there is just, you know, there's a the whole <laughs> Madison Square Garden thing. Yeah. Uh, the beatdown of, of Brock Lesnar by Roman Reigns. And now Brock. Roman running. <laughs> yeah, Roman running. Brock wants his blood. Yeah. He, he drives a forklift, forklift right? Yeah. right through their vehicle on this week's, uh, you know, what is it smackdown yeah yeah smackdown you and, think when they do segment like that they know not to put people in the damn car yeah you'd think so man but it's just like i don't know man it's just it just it seems l- like this is the, like it <laughs> you said it looked like there was people in the car it looked like there was people in the car oh, maybe it's i don't know stunt people i don't know man maybe yeah, it yeah. Was, maybe it was roman maybe it was uh, the usos <laughs> who knows but I, I don't know man uh I I feel like this is again kind of the same like stereotypical WWE storyline. It's like uh ne- okay, Roman beats up Brock and now Brock is going to you know, it's just very uh, like WWE loves their parking lot destroy car gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in their main event scene and I, you know, whether it's Braun Strowman turning over an ambulance, whether it's Stone Cold Steve Austin filling up a cement truck or a cement uh, or filling up a Corvette with a cement truck. Cement truck or yeah. dropping a shit ton of uh, concrete on a bus. Yeah, all that. You know, they, they love their their gimmick there. But uh, we'll see what happens. But to me, SmackDown's kind of been that show that, you know, while, you know, maybe a month or two ago, it was kind of the A show. Yep. Kind of not that way anymore. So we'll move along on that note to yeah. Rampage. Uh, so on Rampage, you said there was some stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was when, like we talked about earlier, um, with the uh, debut of Swerve Strickland. Um, uh, Keith Lee had a match in the main event of the last episode. Um, against Max Caster, and then after the match, um, the uh, powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Ricky, Ricky Stark came in. Yep, and started beating uh beating on uh, Keith Lee and then uh, Swerve made the save. So oh, nice. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of, I guess, having some type of a alliance with those two, um, probably to go up against team Taz in the near future here. You know what I've noticed about team Taz though, ever since hook start getting his uh, run, you mm-hmm. haven't seen hook around much anymore. No, that's very true. Like they were really he's going been hard more like face like, his character he's getting popped every time he comes out right and so maybe they're trying to distance him from the taz i think so even though that's taz's son (laughs) right absolutely maybe they'll make a storyline out of it i mean he's over but he's he's super over when you see him yeah but his matches are short so they're protecting him at this point yeah we'll see where that goes but i think hook's got some potential because people really like him i think so too all right, so we cool, man. That's pretty cool about the Keith and Swerve thing. We'll see where that goes in the immediate future. I agree, it's definitely going to hit the, uh, you know, going to be them versus Team Taz. Yeah, uh, but before that happened, I would love to see just a Hobbs and Lee straight up one on one. Oh match. yeah, that'd be great. That's like Bam Bam versus Vader there, man. Yeah, with <laughs> two guys that can move for their size. I mean, Hobbs. There's no slouch in the ring. No, I, I'm a big Hobbs fan. I think Hobbs is great. Yeah, I think he's going to go places as well. 
You were telling me as well that uh, there was a that the House of Black match. Oh, against- yeah, they it's a short five minute match because it's, you know, supposed to be a squash match. But um, House of Black, you know, Buddy Matthews, uh, Brody King and Malachi Black, they took on Bear Country with um, uh, what's that mask guy, the small guy, Sammy's friend. Fuego? Uh, Fuego, yeah, Fuego del Sol. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a quick match, like I said, um, but it was just fun to watch a trio work so well together. Like they're meant to be a trio team, not just put together to be a trio. Cool. So, yeah, check that match out. It's a quick five minutes of your time. You're not gonna regret it. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at that. I still got to watch the most recent episode of Rampage. Yeah, and you know they won with uh, um, Murphy picked up the win for. I mean Matthews picked up the win for. Uh, the House of Black, using what used to be called Murphy's Law. I don't know if right. they're going to rename that. Matthew's Law. No, it's Matthew's Law now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though that like having Matthews and um and uh, Malachi Black on the same team, that is a lot of knee strikes to be handed out. <laughs> That's true, man. Brutal, That's a- brutal knee strikes. Yeah, man, that buddy. Uh, so it's Buddy Matthews. That him joining the House of Black is kind of cool, man. And again just one more reason why they should have a trios title yeah i think and we obviously know who should win that thing who should be the first trio champion in aew (laughs) who do you think who are you saying (laughs) house of black right oh you think okay it has just yeah definitely uh all right just making sure that i wasn't going out of left field here are you gonna go 2.0 with danny garcia it could be 2.0 with danny garcia it could be 2.0 with jericho Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be any of it. You know, it just depends on which way you want to go. Right. But I mean, there's there's countless groups of th- three individuals that could be really good uh, yeah. team up. You know what I mean? You've got you've got the Taz family could do something like that. Yep. Uh, you know, any uh, anything like that would be cool, man. They should definitely consider doing a trio's title uh, before we move on to classic raw. Um, the AW Rampage main event was Swerve Strickland's debut uh glad to say he won uh that was on the 11th uh that happened so yeah he fought tony nice here i don't know if you saw that match but that was a really really good match too yeah i mean tony nice is calls himself the premier athlete you would think a premier athlete picked up a win here and there (laughs) yeah i gotta say man like you know did his stock even go up any when he transferred from wwe to aw or is it I think he's doing the same thing <laughs> he's still he's like uh he's like jobber to the stars yeah 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 basically number yeah. one right. jobber well if you don't have anything else about rampage we'll go ahead and move forward that kind of rounds up our um week of wrestling or two weeks of wrestling technically uh since the last time we recorded of course you know we always like to ask uh what's been going on y'all's minds pinheads i mean over the past couple weeks what's really been uh top of your mind what have you loved what have you hated uh we uh, of course want to hear from you we have our facebook page that's pin the champ podcast uh our google voice number is 804-446-1139 we would love to hear from any of you via voicemail and we guarantee it won't be a busy signal when you call us exactly it won't be a busy signal we are gonna be much better than sammy zane uh, <laughs> i love that uh leave us leave us a message man who knows we may play it on the show we may ask your question on the show 
Uh, we'd love to make you a part of Pin the Champ. Uh, so, all right, man, that brings us to our same spot. Every time we record, we hop in our time machine and go back to our youth to watch an old school episode of Monday Night Raw and chat about it here. And again, man, I can't go without saying how special it was to be watching this particular Monday Night Raw in light of the passing of Scott Hall. Again, we just want to say rest yeah. in Scott. Uh, so first and foremost, this Monday Night Raw opens up with the usual crew. We get Randy Savage, we get Bobby the Brain Heenan, and we get Vince McMahon. Um, and they are putting over the clip of last week when Mr. Perfect beat up Shawn Michaels. They kind of go back and, and preview, not preview. Yeah, re-showed it. Yep. Preview that, yep. Um, after they review that little clip, they cut to Lord Alfred, Lord Alfred Hayes. And he says that he saw somebody earlier walking around backstage in a disguise. And at first I was really confused. I didn't remember what this was all about. And I was like, who is this in a disguise? Did you remember yeah, right away? I mean, or? No, like this episode, I didn't recall much of anything at all. Even as I started watching it, even when I saw like, you know, the clip. Yeah. I was like, I, it, nothing jogged my memory at right. all about who this mysterious person is. I thought it was just Mr. Perfect in disguise, you know? Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was clueless at this point. I was like, I don't remember what happened here, but it, so it piqued my interest for sure. Yep. All right. So the first match on raw tonight was uh, the smoking guns. And I think this was, this was probably, this their, was their debut, right? Yeah. I think this is their raw debut. Yeah. And, uh, they fought Glenn Ruth, who, of course, later became Thrasher, who we've talked about before, I think, mm -hmm. yep. and Tony Vajra. Who I couldn't really find out too much information about. I didn't know. I didn't see much about him. Do you? No, I, I, I Googled him, but nothing came out of yeah, on that. Too. So I guess he stayed a jobber. Yeah. Only thing <laughs> that, uh, that that I really uh, you know want to talk about here is during this match uh, that that their finish was awful. It was like, yeah, I. You know what it was since I think it was because like they had one of them toss like toss them over their head. And yeah. Like the catching, the catching didn't get caught correctly. And he just piled drove him anyway. Yeah. And he just <laughs> went ahead and I would at least like correct it myself first to make sure I don't kill the guy. It looked like he killed the guy. He looked like he killed the guy. So, but yeah, so that was a, you know, aside from that, I guess a great, a fine debut against I mean, some jobbers. Uh, one thing that was a highlight to me in this match, though, was I, you know, I actually saw Billy Gunn use the sling blade move, which is pretty modern, you know? That's very interesting. I didn't even notice that. We haven't seen that. I mean, I thought we, I consider that a very modern move used by Seth Rollins Baller, yeah. and you know, Balor and stuff like that. But to see, uh, to see Billy Gunn do that move. I was like, mm -hmm. ah, that's pretty cool. Maybe it wasn't overdone at that point. So it's just kind of slipped through our radar, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know? maybe. But yeah, uh, ugly finish. But overall, it's a, you know, decent debut. A good debut. Good show. Absolutely. Yeah. And then to know that one of the smoking guns goes on to like be legit. Well, he's probably even still a legit badass back then. But he ends up going on to like win the Brawl for All. Um, you know, all that. I mean, you, you, have you ever listened to that episode of uh, Something to Wrestle With where they talk about Brawl for All? No. Is that something we should? It's definitely something you should check out. Uh, something to Wrestle With. I Brawl think for Brawl all for All should be something we couldn't. We should probably do an episode on that. Just kind of cover that. 
which is a little bit too just because i i know very little about it i would love to like kind of learn more check out that episode and come over to the house and we'll watch brawl for all together (laughs) uh i think i'm saying it the right way i think that's what it was called right brawl for all yeah 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 uh all right moving along after the smoking guns match we get an interview our boy vince mcmahon is interviewing none other than Shawn michaels intercontinental <laughs> champion right you couldn't find a picture of Shawn michael before the receding hairline <laughs> <laughs> yeah so peeling back the curtain again guys uh i i, I came up with some like picture slides today for the show to, to help us through the episode and uh yeah song is complaining that i found a receding hairline <laughs> picture of sean i was very tempting not to find some really crazy pictures and put them on here just to pop you and make you laugh man but but yeah, yeah. uh so you see like vince is uh like pointing at sean there yeah <laughs> but but yeah so vince interviews sean uh and we find out during this interview segment that the guy that was hiding in the mask that that uh, lord alfred hayes, alfred hayes saw earlier he comes out to the side of the ring. You see him walk down to the side. And He's, security didn't stop him. They just let no. him walk on through and walk in the ring. Right, which <laughs> you're setting a terrible example for the rest of us fans. I know, right? No wonder you have fans jumping barricades now. So anyway, this dude that's in a, uh, you know, uh, disguise. He's got glasses on. He's got a hoodie on. He, uh, his hoodie's got a jacket. He comes in the ring, pops his, his hoodie off. And it's none other than Marty Jannetty. And guess what, man? Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, they hug and they and they reform the Rockers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's not that's what the happened. Alternate universe. That's what happened. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think Earth 616. Exactly. Speaking of which, I just did check out uh what was it? The No Way Home Spider-Man. Oh, so we can finally talk about that. Yes, about yes. Goddamn time. Yes, we can finally talk about it. It was so good. What a anyway. great great movie <laughs> yes so having said that marty Janetti, he doesn't reform rockers he gets in he's he's understandably super pissed off about the barbershop window incident so marty says guess what i want a title match and i want it tonight so yeah but because sean said he'll defend it, his title anytime anywhere before like that yep and that's kind of what vince is going at he's like but you just yeah. said sean you, you defend it anywhere. So you kind of get coaxed into the <laughs> title match tonight, right? Yep. So we're finally getting that match at this point, right? I mean, that was a huge angle back in our day when the Rockers broke up. It's yeah, it was party. a sad day for a lot of kids. It was a sad day. I could barely go to school. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we get that match tonight. That's coming up very soon. All right, next up, we get an awesome match. It was so super fun to watch, especially given the scenario. We get Razor Ramon, the bad guy, uh, versus the kid. Uh, we know the week before he was like the kamikaze kid. The week before that, he was like lightning kid. lightning kid. But tonight he's just the kid, right? And this is just another jobber gonna take the razor's edge from Razor. Except this is not a, at all what happens. Very famously so, probably. Yeah. One of the most iconic moments on Monday Night Raw, we've seen it a million times in clips, is when one, two, three kid comes off of the top rope, does a sunset flip on Razor. See, right there, you call him one, two, three kid. And I remember it as one, two, three kid with the upset, not just the kid. I thought they 
like my memory, I thought they called him one, two, three kid in this match, but watching it this time around, that never happened. Nope. That never happened. He was the kid originally. Yep. Right. He, so, was, the light, he was a lightning kid, the kamikaze kid and just a uh-huh. kid. And he became the one, two, three kid because he pinned razor one, two, three. Right. And I thought like my memory, you, you ever heard of this thing called the Mandela effect? Absolutely. Yep. I kind of wonder if that got planted in my head that he was the one, two, three kid that upset Razor Ramon. Yeah. And I thought they called it, they called him in the match itself. But when I rewatched it this time around, it's like, wow, my memory was all wrong. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because why would we be calling him the one, two, three kid until he has that upset? That's true. Yep. So, yeah, this just goes to show you, man, like, uh, our memory is not as good as we think it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've totally heard of the Mandela effect. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a real thing. But this was an awesome moment to watch. Um, uh, and, and you said it before we even came on the air. One of the things that I've been waiting to talk to you the most about is like just how crazy it is that this happened uh, during Scott Hall's passing. Um, mm-hmm. Just one of the most memorable moments of my childhood was watching him get uh, rolled up for that win by the one, two, three kid. Yeah, before something like this ever happened, you can always tell who's going to win. You know, whoever comes out last normally gets the pin or the submission win. And then, like, one, two, three, kid. See, there I go. The kid didn't even have a uh, entrance. He was already in the ring when Razor Ramon came out. Right, exactly. Total jobber city. Yep. Right. And so I just wanted to point out that uh, you see that little character in the bottom left that I never realized uh, how much the kid his costume reminds me of the 1996 olympics mascot <laughs> izzy for, and i know this because it was that's the, atlanta right that's atlanta where i'm yeah. from so i was like yeah. i was like always laughed at, at how much what their similarity is it was like he's the he's the uh wwe's version of izzy the olympic mascot uh again rest in peace razor ramon uh amazing amazing how he did the job for the one two three kid and amazing as well how they became lifelong friends after that you know yeah i mean uh, they're click right yeah uh after that we get uh another uh jobber match we get to tonka versus scott taylor pre scotty Tuhati, scott taylor uh and i gotta say scott taylor not cool mocking Tonka's heritage at all no, not that. I mean, come on, man. I get it was the 90s and anything goes, but that was, yeah, that's a, that's super racist what he did. <laughs> super, super racist. And it's just like nobody batted an eye back then, you know? Nope. Yep. And so luckily the heelish Scott Taylor gets hit with the, uh, the, uh, uh, I forget what Tatanka called it. It's basically the Samoan drop. Right? the Samoan yeah. Drop. Was it a tomahawk it drop? drop? It was a tomahawk drop, wasn't it? Is that what it was? I don't know, man. I don't think they ever gave it a name. That's cool. But he won with it. He beat that that horrible racist Scott Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he had some, but Tatanka had some heelish moment himself, like in the middle of the match to calls out somebody else. Like, you know, that's something a heel would do, yeah. kind of show off and not take the person they're in the ring with seriously. That's true. And uh well. I didn't really even take it that much as a heelish thing so much as just like, he's like preoccupied because Bam Bam's a heel, <laughs> by the way, pinheads, if you haven't watched the episode yet, uh, we definitely recommend you do, but, uh, but he's talking about Tatanka calling out Bam Bam Bigelow during this time. So 
uh, yeah, we get a, a squash match. Tatanka defeats Scott Taylor here, calls out Bam Bam Bigelow. And then we go to the King of the Ring report with, of course, Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, you know, he does his usual spill with the King of the Ring report. We see the lineup in front of us here. Uh, awesome lineup. I can't wait to cover this pay-per-view, which is coming up very soon. We get Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. Uh, we get Mr. Perfect, Mr. Hughes. We get Hacksaw versus Bam Bam. And we get Tatanka versus Lex Luger. Um, so these are all your opening matchups for King of the Ring that we're going to get. I mean, right here immediately, you see Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. That's going to, you know, you know, that's going to be a great match. That what you're, I'm excited about the, uh, the, uh, the battle of the misters, actually. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus Mr. Hughes. I haven't, you know, I, I have no memory of this pay-per-view at all. So oh, you're going to love it. Yeah, I, I'm good. hoping I can see Mr. Perfect hit the perfect plex. On, but I don't know if it can be done. On Mr. Hughes? We're going to see. We're going to see. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. <laughs> if you notice here, though, you have Tatanka versus Luger, and then you have Hacksaw versus Bam Bam. So if Bam Bam wins, we're definitely going to, you know, and Tatanka wins, we're going to see Tatanka get that that bam bam match since he was called so talk is still on his winning streak at this point right yes so oh. how could how could he possibly lose can't moving, wait for that yep moving along so after the the king of the ring report uh we get another match we go back down to the ring and we get a, a battle of the giants we get yokozuna facing kamala the ugandan giant uh you know uh uh, the one thing that I noticed during this match was that the Japanese girls that were in the ring as Yokozuna came out, they looked like they couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> so I wonder if that's because they knew that Yoko was really Samoan. I'm sure they knew. What I don't understand is why are they giving him flowers if he just throws it out? You know, as soon as they hand it to him, he takes it and he just throws it out. Like, what is the purpose of that? I wonder if that's a, a, a sumo wrestling type thing. Maybe, but I would I've, think they can hand it over to somebody. Right. Put in a flower vase or something. Yeah. And ruin it immediately. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to throw the flowers to somebody in the audience he think is pretty. No, I didn't know Yokozuna was such a player. He's got an appetite all around. <laughs> <laughs> so Yokozuna versus Kamala ends when, uh, when Mr. Fuji grabs Kamala's leg. While yeah. he's coming off the ropes, this allows Yoko to hit him with a really nice looking super kick shortly thereafter. It's just elementary. We get the bonsai drop and Kamala, poor Kamala is squished like a bug by Yoko. I would never want to take that bonsai drop, man. How, like, how does that not just destroy you? Yeah. How does that cave your chest in? I mean, fuck. Yeah. I know he's supposed to try to land safely on you, but that's still a lot of weight. I know, but I've seen him land it. It's like his feet go out in front of him. He's not like on his feet. So yeah. it's like, I guess it's all, I mean, I guess that's why they're the pros, man. <laughs> anyway, man, God, God bless Yoko. Rest his soul. Another win for Yokozuna. Uh, and then finally, in the main event, we get uh, Shawn Michaels, the long-awaited Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty, the clash of the Rockers. Decent match here. What do you think? beautiful title <laughs> I, well yeah god that's the best version of the intercontinental belt yeah beautiful beautiful title um i it was actually a really good match i mean they they went back and forth um heelish tactic by sean and 
he was going to run away again. And then Mr. Perfect showed up, which yeah. kind of, I think, helped lend itself to uh, my enjoyment of this match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, uh, at one point during the match, Sean tries to escape, right? He tries to go ahead and escape. Uh, but luckily, Mr. Perfect comes out, blocks his path, right? And then Mr. Perfect hits Sean with his towel, and it allows Janetti to roll him up. And actually, Marty Janetti gets the win against Shawn Michaels and is your new Intercontinental Champion, right? Wow. Uh, which, you know, in retrospect, is kind of surprising, is it not? Right. I mean, it, it could, given the tra- trajectory of their careers, mm-hmm. I would never I forgot that this happened. I. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, because it wasn't a very memorable run by yeah. Marty Janetti with the with the Intercontinental Championship. As a matter of fact, I don't recall any feuds that were, you know, really memorable with Marty or anything like that at all. Um, yeah, it just kind of seems to me like that somewhere along the lines, probably they realized that Sean uh, was the guy that had the long-term potential yeah and, and maybe they i don't know maybe they thought there could be more to the marty Janetti and michael's feud so therefore they they thought you know giving it to marty for a while would uh you know make make for a better story and there'd be a huge feud but the feud yeah. never went anywhere this this feud that started off so hot with the with the with the window, tray. Like, yeah i mean the barbershop window is probably another one of those clips that you see throughout decades right um like one of those one of those times where people healed out and where somebody healed out and it was just like one of the most right and the ever. split themselves is so iconic that we have this term now where like when tag team split you always have a michaels and you have a genetti right you know? exactly. so you're like which one is the michaels and which one is the genetti mm-hmm, exactly and it's uh it's a shame that they could never tell the the story completely because genetti never could get over probably some of it is to his own you know his own doing he's not you know but i think the writing was on the wall that michaels was going to be the bigger star of the two all all along i mean look you can just tell by the way they dressed michaels changed his whole outfit after he broke up with the rockers Mm -hmm. janetti comes out in the same gear right yep he's just half of a rocker exactly but (laughs) yeah you say what the what the new rocker He's a, yeah, and the, did they do a new rockers thing? Shit, I think they did. I think they did too. I can't even remember it. Yeah, well, we probably might. We get probably there. get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably get to it. And uh, I guess another incredible thing for us will be actually finding out what does happen with this icy title run because I don't remember it at all. <laughs> We're in brand new territory for me, also because I don't remember. I Much think after anything. this, yeah. I'm, I honestly don't remember Genetic ever being an an intercontinental champion. Amazing, dude. I can't wait till we get into these episodes and see, you know, what happens from here. So, uh, you know, that's it. We get the main event. We have our new intercontinental champion, Marty Genetti. Uh, So we'll see where we go from there. Overall, we uh, we end raw here. Uh, So I'll go ahead and uh, ask you uh, overall. What were your thoughts, man? I enjoyed this episode. Um. Not as much as I enjoyed the last episode with the um, Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. But I think given the historical um, event in this episode with the uh, biggest upset ever in uh, WWE, and then the return, and we get a title change on 
great TV, which we were just talking about, which I just talked about how I didn't like how Thunder Rosa got it on free TV. Um, well, you that, know. and then like, there was a lot of fillers leading up to, you know, the main event in this episode. There's a lot of jobber matches. Um, so I would probably go six, six point five out of 10. Nice. Okay. That's yeah. Not too shabby at all, man. Well, I think as usual, I do uh, kind of echo a lot of your sentiment. Um, it's yeah. A lot of jobber matches here. You get a, a Sean interview. That was fine. We get the iconic kid versus razor match that, that bumped up the rating for me. Yeah. This would have been a lower rating if, if that hadn't have been there. This the historical Same. significance. Um, and then the surprise of, uh, Marty, you know, I already knew Marty was winning, but just kind of like that whole, just the fact that, it, that this is the episode that that happened on, uh, kind of bumped it up. We get a title change. So I'm going to go ahead and on my Melter Skelter, I'm going to go ahead and give this a three out of five. Uh, so I think we kind of echoes, uh, echo the same sentiment. I think this would have been somewhere around the 2.5 or 2.75 had not the uh, Razor been there, the Razor and Kid match. Yeah, I agree. I think we, I think a lot of what we're saying is similar. Um, if it wasn't, like you said, for the historical significance of this episode, my rating would have been lower also. Because of all the jobber stuff. All yeah. right, brother. Well, this brings us to another episode, uh, the end of another episode of Pin the Champ. Uh, it's been fun talking with you about this uh, episode of Raw as well as the current landscape. And we look forward to talking to our pinheads as well as each other right down the road. Okay. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.